Coming up during the 4 o'clock hour, we talk Packers with Homer. He's with us live in the studio at 4.15. We talk Brewers. How about those Brewers? Tim Dillard, Brewers broadcaster, joins us at 4.35 for a whole half hour here in the studio. A big day in Maui today and a tough day. Families finally being allowed to return to their homes in Lahaina. ABC's Alex Stone spent time in Maui shortly after the disaster there, and he is with us live this afternoon. Good afternoon, Alex. Hey there, John. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's been seven weeks that the people of Lahaina have been out of their homes, and uh, we've covered a lot of wildfires where people go in that afternoon or in the, the couple of days afterwards and they begin going through, but uh, on Maui, they have not been allowed to do that. So finally, they, they've been lining up since Friday to get permits, and in zones, they're being allowed to go back in. It is slow. It is car by car going in to finally see what's left. And in most cases, they know they're going home to nothing. And and in some, they had family members die inside the, the burned-out homes and that, that it's even more somber going back to know that's where they died. So it is, it's quiet today in Lahaina as cars begin to go back in. Tani, she went back in, tells us it looks worse. She knew it was going to be bad. She lost her home, but it looks worse than she thought it was going to be. It didn't look familiar. It looked a lot smaller. It looked out of a horror movie. Out of a horror movie. And then so today they've got volunteers in the burn zone that, who are helping, including volunteer nurses, full hazmat suits, to help anybody who may be overcome by anxiety or by emotion or have you know a heart attack or anything like that, that they're in there to help them out as uh, they're going in. And people are being told, don't dig, that it's still not safe, the carcinogens and all the hazardous chemicals and the ash. Don't look for wedding rings and gun safes and that sort of thing. There are some volunteers who are decked out, and they've got the tools to do that. They will help out some people, but this is not meant to be a long-term visit. This is go in. See what's left. Uh, generally, bring in an insurance adjuster. Sign off to to get your money, and then and then head back out. That it'll be a long process of removing debris over probably the next year or so. They will go back in, but uh, but this is just a quick trip. Yeah, that was my question, Alex. If it was more transactional or more for closure, you mentioned bringing an insurance adjuster in to try and assess the damage. I'm sure they're working overtime here to try and get everything sorted out. But do they want you to get in and get out and sort of limit your time on your property? Yeah, they're not you know, telling you you have five minutes, go in. Some people are, are taking a couple of hours, but they're telling them, look, you can't stay. You don't have control to come and go as you want to come and go. This is meant to be closure in a way of going in and saying, I knew it. I knew what this house was going to look like, that it was going to be gone, and and then be able to, to begin the process of knowing of what life moving forward is going to be. And getting the insurance agents in there and the, the mayor and the police chief, they've said, look, they get it. The, the residents have been getting pressure from their insurance companies that they need somebody to go in and confirm that the house is totally gone or, you know, a third gone. It just has damage to know what the insurance companies are going to pay out that without that, the insurance companies won't move forward. So some of this is dealing with, with that as well. Then there's a the whole issue of tourists will begin coming back on October 8th when West Maui reopens. The rest of the island is already open to tourists, but that area, Lahaina, will remain closed. But the big resorts right next door, the, the big West End, the big Hyatt, the big Sheridan in, in the area of Kanapali, that, uh, that that's going to be the, the next hurdle that the people deal with. And Tani, who you heard from a moment ago, she says she believes it's too soon. Lahaina, it looks like a war zone. And we are grieving and there are triggers everywhere. 
And we're not ready for that. But others are saying they got to do it, that that's how people live. That's how they survive, working at the front desk or working at the bar or at the pool, that they've got to get back to work and they need the tourist money coming in. So uh, a lot of people on the island say it's time. Alex, can you give us an update on the latest numbers of those who died, those who are still missing, a status report on all of that sort of thing? The number of dead went way down about a week and a half ago, uh, you know, way down in the, the grand scheme of things. It had been at at least 115, and they revised the number down to 97. And that was because, I mean, it shows you how grim all of this is, that as they did DNA testing on the human remains, that they found that, that some of them were the same person and that they thought that they were somebody else. You know, they may have found a tooth here and a bone over there, and they thought, well, this is these are two different people and then when they did the dna testing it was the same person and somehow it became separated and they were able to bring the number down they say that is the lowest number 97 that it will be as they do more dna testing and as more people get in there and more things are found over the next number of months that the the number could go up at last count the number missing was down to about two dozen so they brought that number way down from 1100 a couple of weeks ago to then 300 only about two weeks ago now down to about two dozen they say that they are finding people and you know who didn't know that they were on that list and checking them off so they think they'll be able to bring that down as well but the the number of dead has gone down to 97. Alex you mentioned uh, the opportunity to perhaps sort of open the doors again to the island is that still a point of contention between what you know the mayor and leaders would like to do versus residents? Well, I think, it, you know, it's always been a point of contention on, on Maui. There's always been this butting of heads on what should the island be. But the, the reality of it is that that's how the island makes money. They don't make money off of growing pineapple anymore. They don't make money off of tobacco. They, they don't make money uh, off of uh, any number of different things. So it, it all comes down to, to tourism. It all comes down to visitors coming in. And many on the island say that is the, the current economy of Maui, and they need that money coming in. Others are saying, no, they don't want it to come back, they don't want it to be a tourist area, or they don't want it yet, but the the island needs money. And that's why they've said, look, the rest of the island is open, the big resorts elsewhere outside of Kanapali and Lahaina, that, that they're open, come back, that they need tourists to come in. But there is always going to be a little bit of friction there, and, and they're definitely seeing that right now. ABC's Alex Stone. Thank you so much, Alex. You got it. Thanks, guys.